Durkin here with Amy Dietz Graham on this fine Thursday morning. A little wet outside today, <laughs> which made it difficult for me to run because I got an interesting call this morning that apparently the police are after me because I owe money to the CRA. <laughs> Not again. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I, I haven't been caught by the police yet, but if I have to get up and run quickly, you know why. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Well, it leads us into the topic uh, today. We have Teresa Lessig from the National Client Group who will be joining us. We're going to be talking about fraud and fraudulent activity. And uh, given the current market environment, generally you see an uptick in the amount of calls and emails that, that will take place. So I'm not surprised you got a phone call. I've had several wonky emails come through, but uh, we'll turn it over to Teresa next and we'll get some great tips from her. Coming up next. Good afternoon, everybody. Durkin here with Amy Dietz and Teresa Lessig, which we're happy to have her join us. Teresa is the Director and Head of Cash Management for Ontario, Western Canada, the Atlantic Provinces, National Bank Financial, my old job. <laughs> Teresa, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've always wanted to ask you this. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good question. I tell you, some days my husband asks me that too. Um, so I lead a team that is across the country. Uh, they are specialists in working with businesses from small to the very, very largest in their cash conversion cycle. So what does that mean? It means that they work with companies to move their money. Funds in, funds out, make the most of it while you've got it. And I know my title is really long, and that's because (laughs) the area I cover is kind of specific. Everything in financial markets for the National Bank, as well as everything west of Quebec, plus national accounts in Atlantic. It's just the way we're growing right Right, now. And that's going to continue to change. So from one week to the next, you never know what other acronym (laughs) I'm going to add to the end of mine. But for now, it's all about business. Well, you've been doing this a long time, Teresa. I have, but you don't need to bring up how long. (laughs) No, um, I have. I have. uh, You know, I was a little baby banker in the late 90s and have been doing cash management across the country for over 20 years. And that's why we're excited to have have you today because we know we're going to we're going to be talking about an interesting topic and mm. we know you you've seen the the world around banking evolve over time mm-hmm. so it's going to be I think an interesting topic today yeah and you know one of the things that doesn't change in time is the uh, willingness of some people to defraud other people of their money mm-hmm. um, and I just wanted to ask you I mean it was interesting you know you see different types of fraudsters appear in varying ways but there's mm-hmm. really two main types I think yeah. what, what would they be yeah yeah okay so there's the 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 ones who just do it because it made sense at the moment. I'm, you know, all of a sudden I'm struggling for my words. But if I go back to my own childhood, my father was a member of the RCMP, and he was in a specialized group uh, that worked with the mafia. And you would think, considering what he did, we would have deadbolts and alarms right. and all of that sort of stuff. But we never did. We never did. We had the standard door lock. And when I asked him why would that be, he said, because there are two types of criminals. There are those that will take advantage of a situation Mm -hmm. because it's easy. That's the guy who walks around the neighborhood and a door just happened to be open. Right, right. Okay. And then there's the people who do it for a living. And the people who do it for a living... Your door lock, your deadbolt, your alarm is not going to stop them. It's not going to work, right? So you just need to make things difficult 
for the people who are just going to take advantage of the easy. He always said, you know, if if having a real job was easy, criminals would just do that. Right, right. right? There's, there's a certain amount of the population who are committing crimes, committing fraud, mm-hmm. because of just the situation that they're in. Right. Right? And so as we go into what's potentially a recession, as we go through a pandemic where it was very financially difficult on mm-hmm. some people, that sees an increase in fraud because right. there are people who are desperate for money. Right. And so they will do the easy things to find money. But that's not a career criminal. That's a different animal completely. Well, well, it, brings to, it brings to mind for me, you know, the, the old adage, the criminal mastermind. <laughs> but, but that's not really true, is it? Like most criminals well, are, are probably, you know, falling on the left side of the normal curve in terms of intellect, aren't yeah, they? Well, not, necess- are they? not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. So like I said, there's definitely two buckets. Right. Right. When we talk about Canada, it, it is a very safe place to be because we trust our police forces. We can trust the laws. They are built to protect us. We know that. So the criminals that you're going to get in Canada, most cases, are the ones who just take advantage of the situation. Right. It it was already there. Yeah. However, we're in a global economy. We all know that those phone calls, those emails can come from anywhere. And no, it is not the Prince of Kenya (laughs) that is sending you an email. Um, Note that, Jalal, please. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these can come from anywhere. So there are people in this world who make a living out of ripping people off. Uh, You can see things like the phone farms in China, Mm -hmm. uh, where they just have cell phones that run on a computer and are just constantly, constantly, constantly calling out. Uh, Ukraine used to be bad for that. We all know about Russian hackers. Mm -hmm. We've all Mm -hmm. heard of that. Um, But I would caution against the word hackers a little bit because it implies one thing and usually what they're doing is something different from that. Right. It seems like it's gotten more sophisticated, too, over the last little while. Like, I know we've had many of emails come into our own inbox, mm-hmm. and we have protocols here mm-hmm. to make sure that how do we catch those things. But they come in as if they're writing just like yes. the client, using the same terminology. Yeah. And, you know, our protocol is an yeah. outbound call to make sure that that truly is. But it's shocking how sophisticated they're getting. Absolutely. 20 years ago, we all knew, oh, if they can't spell, you know, yeah. Hello, the spelling properly. is obvious. Yeah. They haven't capitalized things, and the sentence doesn't make sense. But you, like, we know that mm-hmm. they're also human beings. Yeah, right. which means somebody has said to them, oh, "Are you kidding me? You didn't even write this properly. How would I? Oh, I didn't. Oh, how do I fix that for the next time? Right. They're constantly test, refine, test, refine, test, refine, just like anybody right. else is." Right. So they have gotten better. Absolutely. There's lots of stuff, but there's still the simple things that you can do to protect yourself. Um, First one being skeptical, be skeptical. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Oh, and like you said, we've got protocols within the bank when we hear to ask the question, but you have to constantly be asking, does this does make it make sense? sense. I'll right. give you another example. I think I had mentioned this one again, my dad, because he's just a source of great stories. So he got one of those phone calls. Grandpa, it's me. I've been arrested. Oh, right. Which it doesn't make sense because my kids I've don't call him grandpa. Right. But, <laughs> but still, my dad went, 
okay, kiddo, where are you? I've been arrested. Let me talk to the arresting officer. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. My dad's ex-RCMP. He knows what to say. And he kept pushing, uh, talking to the arresting officer. And I can't even remember what this guy was saying. And my father kept saying, I want to know what you've charged him under. I want to know where you are. I'm driving to where you are right now. No, no, we just need the money. No, no. <laughs> I'm, there driving, it is. <laughs> I'm driving to where you are right now. Tell me what detachment you're in. Which police force is this? <laughs> so the wrong call to the wrong person. Uh, wrong, that one. The wrong guy. Yeah. It was the wrong guy. Right. So he kept pushing and eventually, obviously, went. But while that was happening, my mother was frantically texting me saying, do you know where your son is? Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah he's sitting beside me. He's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the you have to be skeptical. Mm-hmm. You have to ask the questions. Don't just instantly jump to the. <gasps> yeah. Well, we've all seen the CRA ones, right? Oh, and yes. those ones can, they can come off scary. Like if you don't answer this such yes. and such a time, you're going to end up in jail. And it's like, what is happening? Absolutely. And you know, it is, it's shocking the stuff that they will, but that's what social engineering is. Right. Right. When we use the word hacker, it implies that someone is, you know, like, on CSI or whatever, someone's sitting at their computer going, tick, 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 yeah, yeah, and they're breaking into your computer. Right. No, they're not breaking into your computer because that takes way too long. Right. Your online banking has 128 bit encryption. So that's like 128 piece long password with uppercase, lowercase numbers, letters, all that stuff. All you're, it, never yeah. gonna, you're never going to hack into that. Right. But, but, and much easier ways to trick somebody just to let me in the door. Right. Right. Whether it's grandpa, I need, I need help. Or I'm going to send something to trick you into thinking, oh, call call this number and give me your password Mm because I think you've got a problem. I think we've all seen that one. I've gotten the the text that says, hey, your account at this bank is about to be closed because we've noticed you did X, Y, and Z. Call us right away. Well, I don't have an account at that bank right and so this doesn't make any yeah. sense but are they are they in those cases Teresa? are they just phishing yes. to see if you happen to have an account there yes. so that you panic yes yeah. it's like that Absolutely. random part, like four out of five will say well i don't bank there one goes yes i do you go in there they and then you're in a way they go law in of averages yeah right so that's where we go back to those phone farms or the other they these mm-hmm. really are farms they are they call it phishing vishing right. smishing I know this sounds silly. <laughs> Phishing is the emails. I'm just going to throw out a wide net of thousands of emails and hope that one person hits it. Hits it. Yeah. Hits it. And you know what? I'll admit it. I've even done it before. <laughs> Not paying attention. I'm talking to my husband. Email comes in. Click on the thing. Oh, no. no. The moment I, <laughs> that was not smart. And it was my visa, and I had to call visa. I'm like, yeah, this is what I do for a living, and I'm apparently not that bright today. Yeah. So I need you to cancel my but visa. But it can happen to anybody, right? Absolutely. And, it, and it's, and it's it funny can. because it's, it's, I wonder how much Canadians are aware of this, you know, in terms of their vulnerability. Like yeah. TD, TD recently did a study where they asked, you know, Canadians, how vulnerable do you feel mm-hmm. in banking fraud? And only 13% of respondents came back and said they're vulnerable. Now, one thing that we talk about in the martial arts, your son's very good yeah. at, he would, say, he would serve to the same mantra, is we call it be alert, be alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. But are Canadians really alert to this? I would say no. I'm, so I'm going to meter that. As I said, Canada's safe. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, our laws are good. Our police forces are good. You can trust them. Right. Generally speaking, you can trust the people around you. But you also, when times are good, it's easier mm-hmm. to rely on what's happening. When times are rough, there are people who need money. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you always got to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, but you have to be aware all the time. Yeah. All the time. Because... It's easy to happen. And when it does happen, even if you're not 100% sure, did it happen? Pick up the phone, call your bank, call a person that well, you know. Well, I think call that's a, a really you know. good point. It's mm-hmm. having a relationship mm-hmm. so that you can pick up the phone, somebody you know, someone who knows you, Critical. to say, hey, I got this weird email. Is it real? Critical. Because your banker can check into that yes. for you to make sure, yes, this is real, and, and I know you and you know me. We've got a relationship. Yes. So this virtual thing we still have to build those relationships with your banker well, it was interesting you know we were talking to uh, some of our colleagues at 1859 which is our private bank and, mm-hmm. and they talked about the embedded fraud protection they have and mm-hmm. half of it is exactly what you described they right. have such an intimate relationship with their clients if you know something them. untoward happens in their file the call is going outbound to them yeah. to yes. confirm it just like what we do on our side yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's a, that's a first step. It's pretty unsophisticated, but it works. Absolutely. It the reality is the bank sometimes does have to send you, hey, dear customer. Right. Us. We do. Because yeah. sometimes we need to communicate with thousands of people all at the same time. There's a change mm-hmm. coming. There's something new, cool, wonderful that you right. need to know right. about. We do have to send that stuff out. When in doubt, call someone you trust. Absolutely. Yeah. No. You know, that's, yeah. that's the easiest thing to do. So are we safe in Canada? Yes. Is every person safe every moment? Theoretically, but you know what? It's safety in numbers. Mm -hmm. Know people, talk to people, ask questions, be skeptical, and do some of the basics. Avoid checks where you can. Checks remain the number one uh, type of fraud Anywhere, because they're super okay. easy. They're super easy to reproduce a check. Right. Right. So anybody with a printer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody with a printer can My print a check. My favorite movies was Catch Me If You Can. Yes. You'll remember all the checks yes. that young guy did. Yes. <laughs> still to this day. Still to this day. It's still checks. Interesting. And you know, the bottom of your check has your bank account number on it. Right. I mean, it's right there. Right. So don't leave your checkbook laying around. How many of you have your checkbook sitting in your junk drawer? Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most common place for them to be. Right. So your front door is open because you're dealing with the kids in the backyard and somebody's walking by. Everybody knows where your checkbook is. It's in the yep. junk drawer. Yep. Everybody's checkbook is in the junk drawer. Now I have your bank account. When people think about stealing stuff like that, we all think, oh, they're, they're after my money. Right. Well, I mean... They're not after my tens of dollars. Right, right, right. right. Like, that's the reality. You're not going to get very far if you're just stealing my money. Right. What they really want is your reputation. Hmm. Right? Right. You are a good person who has not broken the law, who has a good credit score, who is well known with the bank. And so if I pretend to be you, I can go and open a bank account somewhere else and run it like a good person for a little while until I start using it to defraud other people mm. and other businesses. Mm-hmm. So identity theft is very, very bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's very difficult to deal with. But talk to anybody who's dealt with it. 
it's not that their money was stolen. Mm-hmm. It's their credit score was completely trashed or they were accused of fraud or other things because what they're stealing is your name and your reputation mm. so that they can do some of the other nefarious things around businesses, right? Mm. Stealing money from businesses is much more lucrative than stealing my $10 right. out of my bank account. Right. It, now, let's say you are a victim of identity mm-hmm. theft. How hard is it to resuscitate, for instance, a destroyed credit score if that happens to you? It's hard, isn't it? It is hard. Yeah. It is hard because we have more than one credit rating agency. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you've got to prove mm-hmm. who you are. It's, it's, it's also easy for a fraudster to go, oh, this wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me. It yeah. was, so, so the so victim they, is left proving a negative, right? Yeah. right? Which is very hard to do. Right. Yep. So when in doubt, protect yourself. Right. Right. So when we're all frustrated and annoyed that we have to change our password right. a million times, it's there's a reason right. for it, right? Because the painful side, if you do get your identity stolen, exactly. it's going to take you a whole lot more effort than just remembering a different password. So, so I'm curious. I mean, a lot of us now at our age, you know, I don't want to date myself, but I'm of an age that's <laughs> declared defined as middle. Of an age, yes. Yeah, we, we often are caring upward for our parents and we're yeah. often caring downward to our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, there, is there a segment in the Canadian population that may or may not be more vulnerable to this type of fraud? And, and how do we, if it's not us, how can we ensure they're protected. Yeah. I mean, it, it, unfortunately it is our parents. Right. Right. Uh, I think anybody who's got kids, if you've got millennials or (laughs) Gen Z, uh, they don't trust anybody. Yeah. So, (laughs) okay, that's true. (laughs) See, we're getting head nods from across the room. I love to try and defraud my daughter. I mean, I would just get a tongue lashing. It's it's not going to happen. They don't trust anyone. They are, we've raised them to be skeptical. Right. They've been brought up in a world where somebody's trying to scam you. Yeah. The yeah. prince of Nigeria is, they, they know this stuff. Yeah. Our parents grew up in a different time, mm-hmm. right? They didn't grow up in a global economy. They didn't grow up with the idea of these kinds of emails and stuff. Now, luckily, my dad is skeptical because of his own past. And he right. used to be, he used to be a speaker about protecting yourself from fraud. So I've been learning for a long time. You know this better than anyone, you Teresa. I, I've been learning for a long time on this stuff, but even my own parents, I, like I see them, and you know, they, they're getting to an age where they get frustrated with the technology. Mm-hmm. It's moving too fast for them. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? And so the best thing you can do for your parents, I would say, is A, provide them with a sense of security. I'm here mm-hmm. for you. Listen, I get it. I get it. Stuff is moving fast, but I need you to ask questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? When you see something, if you don't know, just put it aside. Yeah. Let's talk about it when I come to visit you next. Yeah. Well, or, you know, if there's a concern with a phone call that came in, tell, take the number and say, you know, I've got to talk to so-and-so in my family about right. this. You don't have to act fast. They're, that's how they trick you. That's it's true. That's it's what true. social engineering is about. Yeah. Yeah. It's urgent. You need it's it right panic now. And or you've got to do something. We're going to put you in jail. Yeah. And, and so they create a false sense of urgency right. when you don't really need to make a decision until you absolutely need to. And I think the second thing, too, that I've noticed with, with folks that were born in a certain generation, they have a special reverence for banking institutions. Mm-hmm. And for so authority. that may, may make them more susceptible yes. to that random email you yes. get from your bank. It's not but, your bank. But they might think it is. It's yeah. any authority, right? It's the CRA. It's right. the police. It's mm-hmm. the government. The, our parents, at least my parents, were 
Absolutely. Raised with a reverence mm-hmm. for authority. Yep. Right. And so when they're told this is urgent, I'm in a position of authority and you've broken a rule. Right. That that releases, you know, all sorts of of energy within their own bodies, right. the panic. And last thing I want is my parents panicking at this age. Yeah. At, at any yeah. age. I don't want you to panic, mom. Yeah. But we don't want that, right? So I have to tell a quick story. We have a client. She's in her 90s, and she lives in her own home. And she she's very she's very good at catching these scams, but she's come up with a strategy. So when these calls come in, and she knows that they're trying to scam her, she has a referee whistle, <laughs> and she will blast that whistle into the phone, That's and great. they just never call her back. So <laughs> she's figured it out. But it's uh, she's very skeptical. To your point, That's she's great. always thinking, "What is this? Who's calling me? Why are you calling me?" And someone who is really, really trying to do the right thing and reach you will find a different way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, if the police really, really wanted to reach you, they would come to your house and they would talk to you. Yeah. Right. Um, if someone really needed to talk to you about your taxes, you're going to get a letter from the CRA. You're right. not going to get a random phone call. Yeah. I, I love those ones. This is the CRA. You are in trouble. <laughs> but I'm not going to, like, I'm not saying your name. Right. Right. Uh, there's, Four people who live in this house, but you know, it's, it's just happens to be me that's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't actually make any sense, right. but I get where people get afraid. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you well, just, you've made some good points today, being skeptical, having mm-hmm. a relationship with the banker so that yes. you can ask the questions yes. mm-hmm. and then, you know, of course, making sure you're not leaving those opportunities right. open, right? The right. checkbook, the passwords, the obvious things that just make it too easy for them. Absolutely. Because unfortunately, it doesn't sound like, Teresa, we can stop it. Like, no. it's always good. It's going to no. be like, it's going to be here till the end of time. Yep. People will always take advantage of the easy. Yeah. If your password is sitting on a sticky note on your yep. computer <laughs> and it says bank password, pass- bank password, visa password, like those, that's, yeah. that's not wise. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a million reasons somebody could be in your house. Maybe right. it's, you know, somebody's fixing the ceiling. Could be yep. could be a million reasons, and they could be wonderful people. Most people right. are wonderful people, but all it takes is once. Yes. So do yeah. the basics, protect yourself, be skeptical, mm-hmm. have a relationship with your banker. When in doubt, talk to somebody else. There's lots of ways you can protect yourself, but the most basic one is take a deep breath. <laughs> take a deep uh. breath. You're going to be fine. We live in an amazing country. We have lots of resources around us. We have lots of people who care and want to help. So just just breathe. You're going to be okay. Thank you, Teresa. Thank I you think, so much. I think that gives us all you know some good food for thought and things we need to think of going forward. And appreciate you making the time for oh, it today. Oh, no, this is super fun. <laughs> we, hopefully we can have you back and we'll talk about uh, maybe how health rock can affect businesses. I would love to do that. That'd yeah. be great. Great. Well, thank you, Thanks Teresa. Again. Thank you. Till next time. Well, Amy, that was quite an interesting conversation with Teresa. And, you know, I feel a little bit better. I don't know about you. A lot Um, of great tips. A lot of great tips. And you know what's interesting is that some of the best defenses are actually very reasonable and easy to execute. It's true. And, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting talking about those who are most vulnerable because sometimes you lose sight of that in terms Mm -hmm. of being your parents, your children, and so forth. What I thought was interesting when Teresa touched on our children and their, their, their group, they're already skeptical. It's so true. that's good. Yeah. They're going to be more hard 
to be subject to fraud. Mm-hmm. But we have to be you know, somewhat you know, mindful of our parents as we go forward. So I thought that was great. Thank you again to Teresa for joining us. And uh, until next time, everybody, we're going to sign off.